and welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. In today's episode, we delve into the heart of Indian cricket's dual identity, the timeless tradition of domestic cricket and the electric allure of the IPL. We explore the intricate dynamics shaping the relationship between these two cricketing realms. Joining us is Shashank Kishore, a senior correspondent at ESPN Cricket Info, a seasoned voice in the world of cricket to dissect the relevance of domestic cricket amidst this IPL juggernaut. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Shashank, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. Really excited to have this discussion with you. And we also have Shaman Nay joining us as a co-host for this episode. And uh, here we will be diving deep into you know something that's very relevant and uh, happening. You know, we're trying to examine the importance of domestic cricket. So thank you so much uh, for joining us to just you know kickstart our uh, discussion. How has the landscape of domestic cricket uh, in India evolved over the years, particularly in relation to the emergence of the IPL? We see vested interests, uh, you know, going haywire. So what are your thoughts on the same? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, firstly. the number of teams that play domestic cricket today has gone up considerably which means that uh, the number of players that are playing in the circuit is also up considerably which means that the selectors have that many more players to look at or that many more teams to kind of look at um which is again a massive challenge in a country like india as against say australia new zealand where there are five or six domestic teams so the talent pool the structures are a lot more streamlined uh that is not the case in india you've got a vast amount of players 38 teams playing the ranji trophy the mushtaq ali the vijay hazare so obviously uh it's a massive logistical exercise for the bcci it's a massive exercise in planning and organizing uh so it it puts a lot of uh, managerial and organizational uh, uh challenges on the board on the players but uh the one thing that greatly disappoints me having followed domestic cricket very closely for the last 15 years uh is that the board hasn't given it the kind of importance that it deserves especially the ranji trophy it's your flagship domestic tournament it's the most prestigious domestic tournament uh we've been playing lip service about this fact for a long long time now is ranji trophy really the most relevant to- tournament i am not entirely sure if it was then you would be giving a lot of weightage to ranji trophy performances over ipl performances today unfortunately we have a, a we have a situation where a lot of players who break into the national team or break into the india a team do so on the back of playing the ipl and not necessarily just the ranji trophy yes there are a few examples of players who have come through uh, purely on the ranji trophy itself but i think uh, if a player isn't seen as playing the ipl today then there is a kind of a mindset that's gone in seeped into a lot of players that if they are not seen playing the ipl and they only play domestic cricket then uh, they don't stand anywhere close to being picked even though their performances may be good so everyone is under tremendous pressure to you know play in the IPL in addition to playing domestic cricket which is probably why at some point you see this kind of uh, uh what can you say you you see this uh, people picking and choosing uh formats and then miraculously being fit for the IPL while not being fit for domestic cricket so i think 
the board also has to take a little bit of blame uh, uh, and they need to uh, rectify a few things if domestic cricket needs to be prioritized so that's definitely an interesting point which you brought in so uh, moving on from that uh, what are your thoughts on domestic cricket's current role and uh, what do you think is the significance of that in nurturing the talents for the indian national team so like basically can you build up upon more like what is the current role of domestic cricket firstly i think the bcci should ensure that when the ranji trophy is on they shouldn't be organizing any other kind of first class cricket right now the ranji trophy was on and last month england had come over to india for four red ball games the england lions team against india a so about 15 to 20 players uh, from belonging to the top ranji trophy teams who been performing well were away and unavailable for the respective teams now if ranji trophy is the pinnacle of first class cricket in india you shouldn't be having this a series in the middle of your flagship domestic competition so i think that is uh, one massive uh, thing that's happened this time which ideally shouldn't have happened you're robbing a lot of these first class teams the top players uh, f- who are away uh, for maybe 3 4 5 games uh, which is almost half a domestic season uh, and obviously that's not doing any good to the standards of your competition right you want the best players available so i think they should look to organize a cricket and any other form of first class cricket of other competitions against other boards probably uh, during india's off season which is the bcci domestic calendar when the off season is there i mean there's no real off season for the national team but sure you do have an off season in terms of your domestic calendar where your window is slightly free from the month of uh, march to september and not everybody plays in the ipl uh, not all domestic players play in the ipl so so that is the time that you can look to you know have these competitions or probably if the ipl is not a good window to have these uh, a tours or bilateral tours then probably you look at a window from june or july august uh, to have these in india not during the ranji trophy i think that's eroding the tournament of uh, its stature and also of the experience and you know the the class of the big players that's number one the second thing is right now bcci has uh, you know just kept about 3 days gap between Uh, ranji matches so a match finishes on a friday the teams travel on saturday they reach their venue which means that it, that day is lost you train on sunday probably monday and then you're back playing a game so there's hardly any time for rest and recovery so that crunched nature of the calendar is leading to a lot many more injuries player burnout issues that we've seen so the player welfare needs to be looked at you need a slightly bigger gap the third thing is the calendar needs relooking we've seen already this ranji trophy season a lot of teams have had issues because of weather especially in north india where a lot of games have been fogged out a lot of games haven't been uh, able to even start well into the day because of fog and because of bad light and because of um, overnight rain and all that so in the winters especially peak winters in north india uh, where you know that cricket can't start before 12 or 1 pm that's like you're losing almost half a game because of that so you need to schedule it a lot better so you need to have a system where you start with the ranji trophy and then move to the white ball formats 
even if it means that the IPL auction needs a little bit of postponing. Sure, the IPL is the center of the universe. Sure, the IPL gives you the big money. Sure, the IPL helps feed a lot of players and former players and first-class players and brings a lot of money into the system. But you're not doing any service to the Ranji Trophy by scheduling it around the winter, the peak winter, uh, like it is being done now, where a lot of teams are just losing time and energy because of waiting around and because of the weather. So the scheduling needs to be looked at. So there are a lot of things that the board can look at to prioritize first-class cricket, which unfortunately isn't happening. Uh, also, the match fees were raised about three years ago, but those were raised rel in rel uh, relatively, uh, I mean, in terms of percentage increase, it's massive. But if you look at the overall standard of, uh, you know, first-class cricket and uh, the overall standards of payments that other cricket boards like England and Australia receive, vis-a-vis -vis what uh, Indian domestic players receive, it's far lesser than, you know, uh, what they should be getting because there are no central contracts in domestic cricket. It was proposed by Saurav Ganguly when he was BCCI president. It's been four years since that proposal came forward. Nothing's happened in that regard. So there are a lot of systemic changes that the board needs to do to ensure that the Ranji Trophy in domestic cricket remains your pinnacle. And a lot of things need to be put in place very soon so that players have the incentive. Players feel motivated enough to give it their all and ensure that they get the message that there is no messing around with your domestic structure and domestic system. You need to prioritize it as much as the board is prioritizing it. I completely understand where you're coming from, Shashank. And to just uh, pick your brains a little more on this aspect, you know, if uh, the BCCI actually had to, you know, put the hammer down and come up with some measures uh, to, you know, kind of ensure that domestic cricket continues to thrive and remain relevant amidst, you know, this growing uh, influence of T20 leagues like the IPL, how do we manage this, uh, you know, conflict of interest? Firstly, your calendar needs to move so that you get maximum cricket possible. Scheduling the Ranji Trophy in December, January, especially with a lot of games in the North, isn't doing any good to anybody because a lot of teams are losing out time because of weather. So you need to schedule it better. That's number one. Uh, the second thing is, uh, you know, uh, put the onus on the players. If a player isn't prioritizing domestic cricket, so be it. Uh, uh, do not put a cap on players participating in outside tournaments, especially if they are not contracted within the system. Because players are losing the opportunity, you're denying them a livelihood. So, supposing a player from, say, Mumbai or Tamil Nadu is good enough to be picked in the South African 20 league, give him the opportunity to go and experience that and, you know, become a better player for it. Even if it means he's going to be getting money from it, so be it. Uh, there are so many players coming through the system. You have the under-19s, you've got... So many players, there is no dearth of talent and the dearth of, um, you know, players in India. So, there will definitely be people stepping up to replace somebody. So, put the onus on the players, make them accountable for their actions and do not deny them this possibility of opportunity of playing cricket elsewhere. Like, say, if a player is good to be picked in the CPL, let him, give, let him go and play, let him learn, let him pick up the ropes. Uh, probably, he may benefit a lot better. So, I think... That's what a lot of the other boards are doing. New Zealand's got their entire window of the IPL free for their players to participate, to learn, to experience these conditions, to get better. Australia has done the same, done the same thing. England uh, were very, very slow to embrace this, but they are now allowing all their players to you know play in leagues around the world 
for them to get a taste of what cricket is and you, they are revolutionizing the way test cricket is played today with baseball and all that so you need to give players the opportunity uh, and not deny them firstly and then you need to also that will also make them accountable if a player chooses say a south africa 20 as against ranji trophy he is and he's fully you know understanding the pitfalls uh, that it could have he's fully understanding the risks that it may have in terms of his national selection and yet if he's going for it it's it's his decision so put the onus on the players and only then you know you will find the system uh, coming out a lot richer and stronger fair enough sasan so uh, as you raise some pertinent points uh, like about the t20 cricket and how like people have more emerged into the ipl and also like the selections which are coming from ipl and not from particularly domestic cricket but then also like how would you look at the relationship between ipl and domestic cricket and the clash that we see at the current times like a lot of players coming from ipl but then again like their performances are not good maybe in the uh, domestic cricket leagues such as ranji trophy so finally like how would you say that or will it be finally be addressed by bcci how do you think is the entire process going on well it's no secret as you said that a lot of ipl performances do come in the way of national selection and you know somebody playing well in the ipl uh, probably has a head start over somebody who's been doing well in the domestic cricket for a long time but having said that there are also a lot of players who have come through the domestic route so i won't say that's entirely true mukesh kumar for example has been bowling really well for bengal for three seasons now and he got picked for test cricket on the back of his domestic performances not the ipl performances uh, sarfaraz khan is now in the test team finally after a lot of waiting around not because he's done well in the ipl but he's he's barged the door down in the ranji trophy so there are rajat patidar for example yes he's an ipl uh, star but uh, he's been scoring a lot of runs for madhya pradesh in the ranji trophy so yes there are players who are coming through so i won't say devalue uh, the the domestic system is being devalued all i'm saying is that the system has a certain value now the board has to enhance it further which they aren't sadly doing i think if they can enhance it further then it's going to be a pinnacle is the board ready to acknowledge that and work towards it to ensure that they are uh, you know they give priority is what is important so i'm not entirely sure selection yes ipl like dhruv jurel for example he's a, he's more of an ipl selection than say um, you know domestic cricket performer because he's been uh, largely seen as a finisher in the ipl he doesn't even keep wickets for rajasthan royals because sanju samson's got the gloves but he's been chosen as a wicket keeper here and even in up he's been keeping only on and off so there are a few people who been picked on the ipl merit there are a few who come through both the ipl and domestic cricket so domestic cricket isn't entirely and being undervalued but they can do a lot more to ensure that it gets the status that it deserves another important aspect that you know i kind of want to get your opinion on was how you know the attention span of spectators because of uh, you know the emergence of t20 leagues has uh, kind of made it very challenging right to watch uh, cricket for prolonged period of times so how do we address that and you know even with respect to how domestic cricket does not have the best of the possible facilities now this is with respect to scheduling broadcasting so how do we make it better uh, for the spectators and make this that viable commodity simple as you said play on better grounds uh, play your marquee games at broadcast friendly venues ensure that you market the game well uh, example this ongoing round of the ranji trophy uh, features tamil nadu against karnataka it's a fascinating rivalry uh, probably from the 60s and 70s 
uh, until today. Uh, there's something about this rivalry that, you know, uh, gets people going, gets the players going, gets the fans going. Unfortunately, I am not able to switch, uh, sit and watch uh, Karnataka against Tamil Nadu at home on TV or on any of the streams uh, available online. And that's because the BCCI isn't producing this game and the broadcaster isn't showing this game. Uh, instead, we are watching Railways against Goa or any other two teams playing. I This isn't to disrespect Railways, Goa or any of the other teams whose matches is on TV. But when the broadcasting schedule is made, when the tournament schedule is announced, it's not really difficult to look at the schedule and pick out certain games that are your marquee games and ensure that those games really get the kind of attention that will get people going, get the fans and that will bring interest. Unfortunately, that's really not happening at this point in time and I, I can't understand why. So, if that can be done, um, you're automatically raising the profile of domestic cricket in India and giving players in the tournament its due and uh, the attention that it deserves. Also, I think through our discussion, you know, one of the lingering aspects that I did want to ask you about is what are some of the lessons, you know, that we can learn from foreign boards and how they manage this uh, coexistence? Because we see uh, the ECB, you know, do a wonderful job with county cricket and, uh, you know, the 100 earlier, the blast. And uh, we have Australia also, you know, kind of able to get that balance between Sheffield Shield and the uh, BBL. So how do you ensure that, you know, this coexistence of a domestic cricket ecosystem and a lucrative uh, T20 can actually go hand in hand. I don't see uh, why uh, the board shouldn't embrace the possibility of foreign players playing in the Ranji Trophy. Firstly, it will give the tournament a lot of attention uh, even in um, you know uh, teams and uh, countries where these players will be coming from. So imagine someone like uh, Jack Leach, for example, uh, gets picked by one of the domestic teams in India because you know he wants to can come and get better against spin. Uh, That'll be a welcome uh, change uh, for the teams here as well. So, so this exchange uh, program that keeps happening between a lot of teams, if it can be extended to the first class circuit, um, you know, that'll add another layer to the competition. I know why uh, the board is reluctant because they feel that you know it'll erode the tournament of opportunities for two or three local Indian players when you know uh, the same can be done to them. But I think uh, you know it'll be a good move to have some foreign participation in the tournament whether it's two players per team, like it's in county cricket, uh, or one or two uh, to begin with, I think that'll be a good move. That'll re- that'll obviously, you know, uh, add another layer to it. It'll give players an opportunity to interact with each other, pick each other's brain, uh, understand uh, transfer of knowledge can happen. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be beneficial to all. So I think uh, uh, the onus on a professional player is a lot more than, you know, a domestic player. So if if... If I, as a professional player, uh, I'm coming to India to play from England, I know that they're expecting big things out of me. So I'm going to be keen to contribute and perform. And obviously, you know, if I embrace it and I share my experiences with the local Indian players, uh, I learn a little bit from what they do in their conditions, then it's going to benefit me and it's also going to benefit the team. So if this uh, this 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 is a simple step to begin with, I think uh, uh, I don't see why they can't do it. Uh, if it can be done, and, and it's it's happened in the past. It's not like it hasn't happened. We've had a few cases of foreign players coming in and playing this tournament. Or if not, if if you think that's too much, then probably you can look to invite two overseas teams uh, to play the Dulip Trophy, for example, which is basically a zonal tournament that's happening right now in India. The Dulip Trophy has lost its relevance completely over the years. Sometimes players don't even know which team 
uh, three or four years ago, you had India red, India green, India blue. Sometimes players woke up not knowing which which color they're going to represent because they there was near there was really no incentive for them to be uh, even doing that. So uh, now they've replaced it with a zonal system, of course. But if you bring in say a, a team from Afghanistan, a team from you know Sri Lanka, a team from England, the domestic the domestic champions from there, you know you're just adding on a new layer of to the competition, which can further enhance it and give it a little more attention. So. Steps like these can go a long way in ensuring that you know you're doing something to you know give the tournament the relevance it deserves. Surely, I agree with your point. So, uh, what do you think? Like uh, when we look at the contemporary scenario as well. So, like uh, as you know, like earlier we had star cricketers like Sachin Tendulkar, Rahul Dravid, who used to play domestic cricket. But the current crop of cricketers don't play owing to a tight schedule of international cricket and even the workload management. So previously, like people used to consider like test cricket as like a very good format where uh, you can say like you can uh, like you can even judge the players' quality. Um, uh, moving on to the uh, shots, they used to play like even Sachin Tendulkar and uh, Rahul Dravid used to be a role model for everyone. So like somewhere, do you believe that uh, they uh, they are not playing domestic cricket has removed the sheen and is uh, drawing uh, in something to the mainstream fans? But where is the opportunity for them to play when the national team is playing for 11 or 12 months in a year? Where is the opportunity for them to even consider playing Ranji Trophy? We've got to understand that players are also human beings. They've also got families. They've also got circumstances at home that we don't know of. We only look at the you know fascinating life of uh, you know living out of a five-star hotel, traveling in uh, business class uh, flights, traveling in chartered aircrafts, staying in fancy apartments or homes. Uh, but we don't know the hardships that their players go through at an individual level. Uh, if you're playing the IPL, you're busy from the month of March to the end of May. Uh, from June, you've got an, uh, a new season that begins. So there's hardly any time for the players in between their uh, international commitments to go back and give uh, time to domestic cricket. Uh, it really doesn't make sense for somebody coming in for one game and then going out and then, you know, again coming back in for one game. That's not doing any uh, justice to... The system are the players that who are toiling around for you know the entire season, so it's it's also not fair to uh, say that the players are not playing it. The players are unfortunately not being given an opportunity, given a window to feature in the tournament because the concept of an off season no longer exists. Even until maybe two thousand five six, you had a period where between the end of March and early August, the Indian team did not play any cricket. Say uh, I I can remember in two thousand five. Uh, India played Pakistan in a in a test series and a one day series that finished in the month of April. Uh, until the start of August, where they taught Sri Lanka, there was hardly any cricket for the national team. So May, June, July, three and a half months of break for the national team. That kind of a break no longer exists anymore. So it's really tough to say that the players are not prioritizing domestic cricket. Having said that, you still see a lot of players turning up now, like say. Avesh Khan is uh, now no, no longer part of the Indian team. He's gone back to the Ranji Trophy. Uh, you see um, some players who are not featuring in the Test match being released to play Ranji. So, it's happening. It's just that the players, the top players, uh, it's very difficult to pin a blame on them saying they're not prioritizing it because they don't have the opportunity because the calendars are so packed. So that if And the calendars are made for years in advance. So, it's really difficult to tweak the domestic calendar now for, say, next year even... So, it's uh, unfair to blame the players. I think, um, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. You have to, uh, you know, mix the good with the bad and go forward. So, 
you have to make peace with the fact that your top players will not be available for the ranji trophy so you have to find ways to work around that also shashank through the discussion you brought in some lovely uh, you know pointers and i'd love this discussion to carry on uh, forever but owing to the paucity of uh, time if you had to you know share one overarching uh, message with us and a concluding note of uh, sorts what would that be i think both can beautifully coexist uh, there's no reason why players should be prioritizing one form of cricket over the other uh, we've seen so many players who've done exceedingly well both in domestic cricket and the IPL and I'm not even talking of uh, players who've only gone on to play for India I'm talking about general domestic talent Venkatesh Iyer for example he's doing wonderfully well for Madhya Pradesh across formats uh, also does well in the IPL uh, so Rajat Patidar his Madhya Pradesh teammate he's doing really well uh, you know in India A and also in the IPL and also for Madhya Pradesh uh, you know so there are players who are doing really well across formats um both in domestic and in the IPL so there's no reason why they should be picking and choosing uh what the board can do is certainly uh, make it uh, a lot better for the players by you know introducing the extra recovery days to ensure that your calendar is not so crunched uh give them the incentive and give out a strong message that domestic cricket is the pinnacle and don't schedule any other cricket in this period uh and also take care of the players who are graduating from the under 19s instead of leaving them fighting their own battles uh this is something the bcci does uh the nca uh but i think if they can set up a so at a zonal level if they can bring a pool of players together who finish the under 19s and add another layer to it i think that'll add a little more um uh to those players who are coming out of the system and coming out of the age group uh before they graduate to the state level so a lot of things can be done the bcci has the money the bcci has the resources um it's just a question of putting it all together and um, you know getting a formula out yeah that was brilliant and on that note thank you so much shashank for uh, joining us on the podcast and uh, sharing these uh, lovely insights i mean uh, some of the uh, you know aspects you've brought in is something that is under deliberation and it's good to see you know the bcci actually take measures uh, to address it as well uh, we're grateful to you know have this discussion with you and until next time stay safe and take care thank you so much thank you very much shashank so it was really a pleasure having you on this podcast and obviously the insights you shared will be definitely an eye opener for many and uh, those who want like those who are still following uh, like cricket very heartily and more want to know more about t20 cricket and the clash of it with test cricket they will be looking forward for this podcast for sure thank you very much thank you thank you so much For all you listeners, please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and do check out at the rate never on the back foot on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast is also available on many other platforms, so please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care, listeners. Bye for now.